Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. Um, we, wait, are we doing life updates? No, not yet. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it wasn't highlighted, so I had no idea what was happening. Um, well, hi everyone. Okay. I guess (laughs) I really have no preamble. I will just let Llewellyn get us into this episode recap. Awesome. So this week we watched season four, episode 19. Wow, we're almost done with the season. So crazy. <laughs> so nuts. Um, titled The One with All the Haste. This was written by Will Calhoun and Scott Silveri and directed by Kevin S. Bright, originally aired on April 9th, 1998. Drastic developments blight Ross's relationship with Emily. Monica and Rachel try to win back their old apartment, much to Chandler and Joey's delight. You know, I don't really know. I mean, I understand why they called it the one with all the haste, but I feel like there was a better name out there that they could have chosen because it just, I don't know. To me, it doesn't make sense. I don't know yeah. if you felt that way, but. It is a weird title. When I, when I first, like, started watching it, I was like, what? Why did they choose that? But And I wonder if it's, like, I think episode titles were released before like episodes came out, like people wouldn't know what the titles were. And so they couldn't really give anything away in the episode titles. Yeah. So I wonder if that's, I wonder if that's why, like they were kind of alluding to that storyline without giving away like what happened. That's my only guess, but yeah. Um, well, obviously we kick off with the soft open. Um, we see Rachel fast asleep. It is morning time. And we know that because there's this guy in the apartment that is window to window with hers singing mornings here. And that's the only title that I have for it because I don't know the actual song. Yes. So that song is actually, it's sung, it was sung by his neighbor or her neighbor, um, and it's actually a vocal version of Chuck, I'm going to butcher this name, Man, Man, Manigoni, his Mangione? 1977, what? Is it Mangione? Yes. 1997 instrumental hit, Feels So Good. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, so it was, yeah, nice. Nice for us, not so nice for Rachel. She is not a morning person. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> That would drive me nuts. <laughs> um, and what's sad is that guy must be getting ready for work on a Saturday because she calls out the fact that it's a Saturday and he's like tie suit, like the whole thing, which really sucks for him. Well, he's singing, which makes me wonder if he's like on Broadway. <gasps> oh, very interesting. You know, like maybe he's going in for rehearsal or maybe he has voice lessons. Who knows? I didn't think artsy people dressed up like that. To head I mean, in for they a show. Probably did back then. Mm, okay, good call. I think it was more common back then than it is now. Yeah, things have changed in the workplace for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel comes out of her room because she's pissed and now she's wide awake. Um, to Joey and Monica who are eating breakfast, and Rachel tells like it's essentially a monologue on all the things she hates about this apartment. She hates the right. I mean the walls still smells like bird. Which to which she like directly looks at Joey and it's hilarious. And then obviously this guy and Joey's like, oh, I love that guy. Morning's here. And he like <laughs> literally goes into it, which like she's like, stop it. And rightfully so, Monica gets a little peeved at the fact that Rachel is complaining. She's like, I worked really hard to make this yeah. a nice place. And Rachel like 
totally agrees and understands and concedes like her side. She's like, I'm sorry. And so she's, you know, they're hugging it out. And Joey's like, see, I told you it's not bad. She's like, she's like, she's like oh, like, who gives him a death glare? <laughs> she's like, it's a hole. Right. <laughs> this place is a hole, um, which was really funny. Now, um, I don't have anything else for the soft, o- uh, soft open. Is that good for um, you? Yeah. One of the things. So, yeah. Monica and Rachel, when they're talking, they're having an exchange talking about how little or like how small the bedrooms are. And Monica, who has Chandler's old bedroom, um, mm-hmm. apparently makes the comment that she's been sleeping in a ball on the floor. But yeah. that's obviously it's not because she's indicating that it was too small for a bed. But yeah. we've seen Chandler's bedroom already and we see it again in the future. And there's plenty of room in there oh. to put a bed and a dresser. So it was kind of like Monica's saying, mm. I can't fit a bed in there, but that's not accurate because we've definitely seen it. I would say great call. his room was probably bigger than Joey's room was. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, good call on that. I didn't even catch that. And like, wh- yeah. if she doesn't have a bed, where did her bed go? Right. Like, what'd she do with it? Just leave like, it in the old apartment? Like- Chandler would have taken his, though, <laughs> right. into her apartment. Okay, that's interesting. Good call out. That's a continuity error for sure. Um, we start off the main episode in Ross's apartment, which I didn't recognize as Ross's place because I think this is the first time we've seen his bedroom. Okay, yes. I made the same comment. I was like, is this the first time we've seen his room? When I was when I was writing the notes for this scene, I originally put Emily's hotel because I thought maybe he was staying over with her. Yeah. And then once they finally like exit the room, I was like, oh no, that's that's legit Ross's place. She's packing, or when she was packing, that's when I realized. So I changed okay. like the title, the headline yeah. for that. But can we talk about how tiny that bed is? Like when they're oh. when they do the close up of the two of them, you can't really tell. But when she goes to get out of the bed, it's mm-hmm. like so small like she was practically on the edge and he was on the edge really I'm like this is tiny is that like a full-size bed which i mean i guess you really wouldn't need that big of a bed for one person but i don't know it just looked really small and i was like that seems odd for ross because he's probably one of the taller of all of them yeah yeah that's so true yeah i don't know it was just weird he seems like a queen size bed kind of guy he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so they're in bed, this obviously small bed, <laughs> making out, and we find <laughs> out that Ross gets an, had got an earring, like an ear piercing. Um, and he loves it. He's like, I just love who I've become with, like, with you. Um, like, I love, like, I love that guy. Like, I love you. And then he does, like, a little, like, mm. <laughs> like, at her as he, like, stares. Um, but I also love his dinosaur, like his dinosaur fossil shirt. <laughs> Did you notice it? Yes, it was. I was great. like, that is so Ross. Of course, he would wear a dinosaur shirt to bed. It's so great. Um, now Emily is like, okay, I have to go. Like he doesn't want her to, so he like foils her plans for packing. She's like, I don't think you understand how packing works. Like it's this whole. Really, it's just a small dialogue of the fact that like he doesn't want her to go back to London, but she needs to start packing to leave. And that's pretty much all that happens in this scene. Yeah. Now, um, over in the guy's apartment, they're watching a, like some kind of fighting show, fighting episode, broadcast, something. Phoebe comes in, um, and we we it is eventually revealed that she's got Santa pants on, like legit from a Santa outfit. 
And it's funny that the guys have to point out the obvious here. Like, the fact that it came with, like, a naughty and nice list, but she's like, it's, it's like, a name and list of names. Like, this has to be maternity pants. Mm -hmm. And then she, like, finally realizes it. Rachel comes in and also points it out with a little bit of a joke as well. Um, that's just kind of the preamble to them being in conversation. Monica asks what she would, should wear to a Knicks game. Now, in hindsight, this is a this is a great a great start to the con that is about to happen. Oh yeah, to the she, like she like played that hand. so well. She did, she did. It's like a little sleight of hand. Like, what should I wear to the Knicks game? So it gets the attention on, like, they're going to a Knicks game. And Chandler, you know, comes back with a quippy little, like, a shirt that says, I don't belong here. And they reveal to the guys that they have gotten season tickets to the Knicks game. Or to the Knicks um, season. And the girls are, like, talking it up. The guys get super excited about it. And right when, like, they have them where they need them. They offer the trade for the apartment. And I love how Phoebe is, like, very pleased with what they did there. Like, did you notice? She just seemed very pleased in, like, what was happening in this situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the guys were like, well, like, no. And she was like, we know these are, like, these are season tickets, Monk. Because, like, I'm not... Like, what do you think I'm like? What do you think we're stupid? We know what these are worth. And Joey's like, not stupid, but you're meaner than I thought, which <laughs> is so clever. That's a great writing. Great yeah. writing for Joey's character. Okay. So in this scene, um, I noticed because the boys were sitting in their, you know, lounge chairs and the girls were standing in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it would, when it would show the girls, Chandler's legs weren't crossed. And when it would show the guys, his legs were crossed. And mm-hmm. it would just go back and forth of like uncross, cross, uncross, crossed. And I yes. noticed it so quickly. So it was just like a, they were obviously shot at different times. Mm-hmm. And Good the Magna Doodle says, What's up, bro? <laughs> with, <laughs> with I love your, your tone <laughs> and inflection. The way you said it was so great. I don't know how else to say it. What's up, bro? (laughs) (laughs) We're obviously not bros, so. Oh, that's good. We're not cool. Now, Chandler refuses um, on the ground that it is his bachelor pad. Like, why would he give up his bachelor pad? And Monica calls out his bluff, essentially. Um, the fact that he has not even brought girls here, so he kind of right. deflects it over to Joey. But Joey has, and I get to talk to them in the morning sometimes. And Joey's like, yeah, you do. Um, and that's that's the end. Um, we go downstairs, and the guys come in. Joey's arguing with him, and they are sort of both on different sides of this conversation. Joey wants the Knicks tickets. Chandler wants the apartment. Um they're, and they're kind of just bantering back and forth about it. Now, Ross comes in with the earring, of course, and Joey's line of what well, we don't make fun of you enough already, like, <laughs> is the perfect way to call it out in, like, yes. a group setting. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> I love how the cafe is always so packed full of people, but somehow the couch is always free. <laughs> it is, but I don't know if you noticed. Um, usually there's a reserve sign on the table, and there wasn't one this time. Oh, interesting. You yeah, know, I start, never noticed the reserve trying sign. trying to catch it, because it's usually there, I feel like, but 
I did not see it. Okay. I wonder if they, like, pretended as if, like, Gunther was, like, reserving this table for them. I don't know. You know, or something. Like, maybe they had just a working relationship because they once attended the bar that was there before. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just so interesting that, like, at least at least if the, if the couch is going to be empty, make it as if the cafe is only half full in the middle of the work right. week. You know? There's somebody at every table, but not the, yeah. Yeah, like, every table, every chair, everyone's always there with someone. Now, mind you, cafes today are, like, a lot of people are there to, like, work individually, and some people are yeah. there to have, you know connect and communicate with people but other people are there to work and I, I don't think it was really like that in the 90s but um okay Emily okay so we find out Emily saying goodbye to her uncle and Ross like hates the back and forth of her leaving dropping her off at the airport picking her up from the airport only gonna be here for a couple days dropping her back off at the airport like he really just hates the fact that they have to be away from each other. Yeah. And we find out that like six weeks is how long they've been dating, which just is not that, not a long time. No. And as Chandler's like trying to give some advice at one point, he kind of realizes like the flaw in his advice with the carton of milk thing and like a British person. And he's like, Joey, you say things now. He just chooses to kind of back out because he's really not making any sense. And Joey kind of convinces Ross it's too soon. Like, just the way that he puts it, he's like, it's only been six weeks. It's too soon. And he leaves. And right as he leaves, <laughs> Chandler makes a little quippy comment on... Uh, it's my most favorite line of the whole episode. On the song. Um, is it like, wake me up before you go-go? No, he goes to leave and he goes, just remember to wake me up before you go-go. And Ross turns and his look was like, I'm going to kill you. I feel like that song is right now in some sort of movie trailer. And after the, after the go-go, it's like a, it like sort of mellows out and transitions to like eerie music. I feel like it's a part of a song or a part of a a real if that's what you're assuming. Is that what it is? It's on a reel, yeah. It's reels right now. I just thought it was so funny. I was like, man, there's a lot of things it, recently that have been circulating. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those songs. Like, I feel like, like I, don't, I can't even tell you half of the other songs that Wham does, but I know that song. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting. So Love it. Um, okay. One fun fact in this section. Yeah. Um, when Chandler sees Ross looking depressed, he asks him, you all right, Tiger? Um, and Chandler asks the oh, same yeah. thing of Rachel when he found her sitting on the step looking depressed in the episode, the one with the two parties. Oh, nice. So just like a, maybe it I, was like a something, I don't know if it's something Matthew Perry said, so he just added it. Or if they wrote it for Chandler. In, in purpose, yeah. Twice. Either way, the, the continuity on that is great. I like that. Yeah. I also love how Chandler just picked up a random book on the coffee table. Like when he sat right. down, like he was going to read it. It was, looked like a huge book. Um, We go back into the guy's apartment. Phoebe is trying to knit. And I put that very nicely, I think. Because it, <laughs> I don't know what it really is. Yeah. 
Um, and Monica and Rachel come in with, like, their final, like, last chance. Like, let's do it. And Chandler says no. He's, like, sticking his ground. He's like, no thanks. They're eating pizza. It looks really good. And he says no. Uh, but Joey tries to convince him still. So he pulls him aside. He's like, come on, let's do it. And the girls up the ante with a wager offer. And the guys take it. Phoebe comes up with a game um, that has absolutely no rules and is very subjective to Phoebe herself. Right. Like, no one knows what's happening. Phoebe's just giving random points. And, and no one, there's no structure. Because of this, both like, both everyone's like, mm, this isn't happening. So Monica offers like high card wins. So what's funny is like Phoebe happens to not only have a real deck of cards in her purse, but also a trick deck, which I thought was really funny um, that that's what she's like carrying around. Yeah. Um, now the first round goes horribly. The girls draw a four, which they know is really low. The guys draw an ace and they both start celebrating. And the guys are like, why are you celebrating? And he's like, and, and so there's the, de- there's this debate. Now, Llewellyn, if you were judging this game, who would have won? The girls would have won. What? Yeah. I go aces low. Oh, I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> okay. Like when I was, I, the, I was with the guys. This is perfect. And I mean, my, my family plays cards. Like we play cards all the time. In fact, I played cards today with family. Um, That's so great. And I am the, I'm the only one of those of us here that do that. Like when I sort my cards in my hand, ace is low. Because it's wow. a one to me. But there are certain games where like ace is high. So you yeah. have like, you play it as a high card. But I always sort it that way. My family makes fun of me every time. <laughs> because they'll lay, like we, when we lay our cards out, like when, we're, when we're playing hand and foot with anybody out there that knows that game, um, we always sort them by numbers. And I always put the aces down at, at the, the like low end. The, yeah. And my wow. family puts it at the high end. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, ace is high. And I was like, ace is low. Put it low. <laughs> I but was not it, expecting that. I on... even looked it up, and it depends on the game you're playing in, whether it's high or low. So really, it's it's a wild card. Dang. Well, and speaking of, they do look to Phoebe to sort of, like, be the tiebreaker. Right. Um. I mean, they literally do. They literally look at Phoebe, which is hilarious, and obviously. Um and she's like, well, I don't know. And so they just do a redraw. So girls draw queen, was it? Yeah, they drew a queen. And wouldn't you know it, dries, uh, guys draw king. And so in the in the redraw, this the bet was, what if there's a way you could keep the apartment and get the Knicks tickets? You could win everything or you could lose everything. And we see right here that the guys won everything. Yeah. Um, the guys grab the tickets, head on out the door, and the girls are looking very sad altogether. Now, we cut back to Ross. Emily has packed while Ross was out, which means she must have got back uh, from saying goodbye to her uncle pretty quickly um, because she now returned and has packed. And he automatically, like, no hesitation at all, asks her to move in with him. They go back and forth, like... I work there. My life is there. My family's there. Why don't you move with me? And he's like, well, Ben's here. I can't move. And so, like, they kind of go back and forth. 
And she sort of throws out this statement that it would be easier to decide if maybe it was way in the future and they were getting married or something, which she thinks is like a, a, a like, I don't know, it's going to throw him off. Like he's going to be scared and run away, but it actually plants an idea. And so what does Ross do? He asks her to marry him. Uh, her to marry him yeah. using the ring in his ear, which is obviously too small for a finger. Right. Um, and I loved his line, like, man, I thought that'd be romantic as hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a very out of character line for Ross. Yes. I like. Okay. I thought so too, but I thought it was very funny. It was, yeah, it was funny. It sounds like something maybe David Schwimmer would have just thrown in there. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a really good line. But you're right. It is one of those where I'm like, was that written for Dave or for Ross? Like, that seems weird. But I agree. Um, she says, yes. Oh, my goodness. So now, um, obviously, some time has passed. We go okay, back wait, to. Wait, wait, wait. Before okay. you move on. Yeah. Um, a continuity error in Ooh. this scene. So Ross states that he dated Carol for four years before they married. But in the previous episode, Ross stated that he and Carol, Carol were together for seven years. So they were married in 91, divorced in 94, and must have dated for years before that. However, this can be contradicted again in a later episode, the one with all the Thanksgivings in season five, where it's revealed that Ross met Carol in 88, presumably before Thanksgiving, which is roughly six years before their divorce in 94. And then you can also contradict in the one with all the jealousy when he told Rachel he and Carol were together for eight years. Oh. So it seems like Ross and Carol were together for four to eight years. Somewhere in that age range. I feel like Ross is the one where the storylines always don't match up quite the same. Like, he's the one where, like, his birthday is multiple times during the year over the canon of the show. Now we have this. Like, I feel like his timelines are the ones that get like called out the most stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Now in what is sort of the final full, the start of the last scene, really, we are back at the apartment complex, but we are in the hallway because we are watching Joey and Chandler come back from the game. They're talking about the game. And then Joey like very nicely suggests like, Hey, should we give these shirts to the girls? Like as a peace offering, Right. And Chandler's like, that's really sweet. Plus, they were for free, and they're too small for us. So, yeah, that, let's do that. So, they <laughs> knock on the door. No answer. So, they just walk in because no one locks their doors, obviously, between these right, five groups. Right. Um, they walk in, and all... Well, they try to walk in. Wait, what do you mean try to walk? They do walk in. Oh, they're... Be- they're yes, the girls' room. Yes. Sorry. Yes. To the what they think is the girls' yeah. apartment still. They walk in and all of their stuff is in there. Chandler, but not just in there, like it is organized all put back the way exactly it was, exactly the way that it was. Right. This this took more than a three hour basketball game could. Correct. Do. And three um, women, one of which is pregnant. Yeah, who probably did nothing. Like those girls were probably right. like hauling butt. Um. Now, Chandler notices uh, notices this immediately, and he starts, like, prancing about the apartment in disbelief. While Joey grabs a beer, hands one to Chandler, like, hey, you want a beer? And he's still processing in his brain what is happening. Yeah. And then as soon as he, like, sits down on his big 
comfy recliner, he instantly jumps back up and is like, wait, what? So they both put their beers on the counter, race out the door, start banging on the door, like, open up, open up, open up. Like, they're they're so mad. Yeah. Monica opens it with the lock on, which I love it, and says, we will discuss it in the morning, and just closes the door back up. Like, she is no nonsense at this point. Nope. She she knows what they've done. She knows how they're going to respond. And she is like, let's just go to bed. We'll discuss it later. <laughs> now, the guys, like, they go back and forth. Like, they're talking. They're like, we want our apartment back. Rachel opens the door, still with the lock on. We took our apartment back. And then she closes the door. And, and then, and then, like... Chandler starts to kind of throw out this threat that, like, at some point, you'll have to go to work. And, which, doesn't he, as well, work a regular nine to five? Yeah. So that doesn't make sense. Joey would have to do that by himself. But he threatens, when you guys go to work, we're going to move it all back anyways. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we'll win. And Joey sort of, like, doesn't really agree. Like, he's like, we're going to have to move it back and then all the stuff. Like, you can tell he's... He is not convinced. Yeah. He that would rather just stay. He would rather just stay. Um, now, what I love is, like, Phoebe at one point pops her head in, too, and says that it was her idea, which I thought is hilarious. Like, I, I could yeah. see Phoebe sitting there when the guys walked out with the tickets being like, you know, you could just switch it while they're gone. And then the girls being like, yes, you know, and then just haul and tail. Right. Um, so like, again, even with Chandler being so insistent, Joey really doesn't want to do it. Um, and the girls like slowly open the door and say, okay, we get to keep the apartment, but we, if you let us keep the apartment, (laughs) Monica or Rachel and I will kiss for one minute. And it cuts immediately to the guys coming back into their apartment and saying it was totally worth it. And quickly retreating to their rooms. And it's very much inferred that they're both on a mission um, to accomplish something of sorts. Yes. We'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. So back at the girls' place, I mean, the girls are like, gosh, you guys are idiots. Like, so dumb. Like, you know, whatever. And Phoebe mentions, like, man, imagine, like, if you had done that in the first place, no one would have had to move. And... Monica's like, let's just pretend that that's not true. <laughs> because that was a whole lot of moving and a whole lot of hassle. Um, now, Ross and Emily come barging in. And you can tell that they kind of have the boys in tow with them. Um, like, come on, come on. Um, they've all been asked to kind of come together. And Ross and Emily have announced their engagement. And... They're excited about it. The friends are excited. They're sort of like, wait, what? Oh, my gosh. And then Rachel comes out from her room. Okay. I just have to mention, like, yeah, yeah. Like, they met, they, so they, they tell him, and all the friends are like, it's almost like their reaction is like, it's delayed because they're, they like don't really know what to think. Mm-hmm. But then, like, especially Chandler, like, I feel like he doesn't get like super excited. And then Rachel walks out and he kind of like glances at everybody else. It's like they were waiting for Rachel's response before they responded. Because, like, it's just, it just amazes me, um, just, like, the level of friendship that they all have. It's, like, they know that this is big news, and they want to be excited for their friend, but also they realize that it affects another friend. 
So I thought it was just really, it was really good writing at how they like, they really didn't show their excitement until after Rachel said, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you guys. Sure. Which was just, I don't know, so good. I know. I, uh, Chandler's face sort of says it all at that one point. Like he kind of does like a little like wince of like, you know, emotional pain of like, oof. Because Rachel comes out and he's like, ooh, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, and she sort of like just puts on this show um, of like, no, I'm really happy for you guys. And, you know, she's just realizing like this is serious and I'm like losing him. Yeah. What is interesting about that, though, is like I think I think I think mini rant. We have a hard time as a society, I think, of celebrating, like, celebrating celebrating people and mourning with people for, like, the same thing. So, like you said, like, they kind of waited to celebrate Ross yeah. until, like, Rachel came out. And mind you, that's how the show writes it. Like, I get that. I totally get that. But I think it does play into this deeper, like... You're happy for Ross. Like, you can be happy for Ross and also sad with Rachel at the same time. Yeah. But people want you to, like, pick a side. Yeah. And I think that's not fair. So that's all I'm going to say because I could go on. But yes. Okay. But you can see it on Chandler's face, like, for sure that that's what happens. Now, while everybody is celebrating, Joey feels like this is the opportune time to disclose to Ross that his sister made out with Rachel. Right. Um, for a minute. And maybe just, it could have been a different time. It could have been literally any other yeah, time. But for sure. I think Joey was just really excited, to say the least. <laughs> but inch. Okay. Anything else in the main part of the episode? Um, okay, yeah. So Phoebe asks Emily after they, you know, say they're getting, they were engaged, if she was pregnant too. And ironically, Helen back. Baxendale, I think that's how you say it. The actress that plays Emily indeed did become pregnant during the filming of season five and was therefore written out of the series much earlier than she had actually planned to be. Oh, dang. How much longer would she have been in there? No idea. But that just like, it's interesting because like that changes the whole dynamic of the like show, I feel like. Yeah, Um, right. And then after a span of six episodes, Monica and Rachel finally get their apartment back. And this is the last and only time we see Monica live somewhere else that isn't this apartment, Mm. which doesn't include flashbacks or the house they refer to in the series finale, because we never actually see them in the house. Um, Sure, just visiting. But yeah, for the most part, other than those six episodes, Monica's in this apartment the entire time. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. That's it. Um, now really the tag is simply just the mornings here guy reunited with his friend Joey who indulges him not only by listening, but also just singing along with him. Sure does. Our our apartments are, are buildings that are not attached to each other that close in some areas. (laughs) I feel like that's a fire hazard. Yeah. I feel like that's not like at that point, like you should just be the same building. Like, just attach. Just, like, put a wall there. Like, give the each apartment a few, like, another foot of space. Yeah. I totally agree. Because it wasn't far enough to be, like, an alleyway. Now, in New York, maybe that is the case. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll look at the buildings next time I go. I know. Next time you go to New York, try and find, like, a re- weird back alley that only has, like, 
three inches, like three feet across. Yeah. <laughs> like you can barely fit in there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay. So that wraps up this episode. What was your favorite scene? Um, I think I'm just going to say the scene that was also my favorite line, which was the when they were in the cafe and the whole wham thing, just because it, it cracked me up so much. Yeah, that was really good. Um, mine. I think I just love the scene where the girls take the apartment back. Like, it's just so good how the guys walk in and they're just transported back to their place because their stuff's all there and it takes Joey a second. But Chandler's like, wait, what, 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 what is happening? And yeah. then the fact that Monica opens just the door and just says, like, we'll discuss it in the morning. Like, it's just matter of fact. <laughs> I just love that so much. I just thought it was so good. Um, speaking of favorite scenes, we have a friend who sent us an audio. They figured out our recording schedule and they sent in some audio of their favorite scenes. So everybody, we introduce you to Mahir Timbadia. Hi guys, Mir Timbadia speaking. Um, I've just recently turned 18, so thank you if you are wishing me a happy birthday while listening to this. Um, I have three favorite scenes from this episode, which are the very beginning and the very end with the singing neighbor. Um, we see that different people react to different things in same circumstances. But, uh, you know, ju- I just loved how Rachel was irritated and Joey joined him in singing. The third is when Joey just realized that they have changed apartments, jumped out of his uh, bark lounger and ran with Chandler. The last thing that I would like to say is a very big thank you because uh, Leanne and Llewellyn, you are just doing a very fantastic job. It's a very difficult one and just um, we are grateful that you know you are you guys are doing this. Um, so finally, just thank you. Bye. Okay. Thanks for here. Oh my gosh. I love hearing y'all's feedback. So, 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 so good. Um, okay. We will continue episode rating system. Llewellyn. Yes. Um, I think I'm going to give this one a, how you doing? Um, it was funny. The apartment switch was obviously not accurate time wise, but, um, it was still good. I think the, the girls, it was, it was well played by both girls. Um, and the guys, I think it was just very nice of them to just agree and be like, okay, fine, we'll do it. We'll stay. Um, because obviously, like, it just makes more sense for the girls to have that apartment. It's purple. Monica's the hospitality person. Like, give her that apartment. And it's in Monica's family. Like, it's Monica's family's apartment. It's like her grandma's apartment. <laughs> right. She's subletting. So Could you imagine? She's like, hey, grandma, um, I actually, I don't live there. <laughs> right. What? Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it was, it was good. It was, it was funny. And um, obviously it's important to watch in the scheme of the whole season because they get engaged and whatnot. But yeah. So how you doing? What about you? Um, I think for me, I, I mean, really, there's only the two storylines, isn't it? 
it's just like the girl guy, the girls yeah. and the guys, and then yeah. it's just Ross and Emily. Like Phoebe really is just she's not even she's not doing anything in this. I think I'm gonna go right smack dab in the middle. No, I'm gonna do yeah. I'm gonna do Unagi. Unagi. Um it didn't exceed my expectations, didn't lower my expectations, just right in the middle, solid episode, would watch again, love when they switch apartments back, like it feels so, it's just like very satisfying to have them back in their places where they should be. Um, yeah, right down the middle. Nice. Um, okay, post-show wrap-up trivia time. Okay, what is Joey's favorite food? Sandwiches. Nailed it. What kind of animal did Phoebe and Joey, or sorry, what kind of animal did Phoebe give Joey to get him over Rachel? It was a fish, wasn't it? Wait, say that again. What animal? What kind of animal did Phoebe give Joey to get him over Rachel? Phoebe. Or was it a tarantula? Joey. What animal did Phoebe give to Joey? Oh, I don't know. We haven't seen this yet, right? Is it right? a bird? No, this is way later. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was something in a cage. In a cage. Because it wasn't a puppy. It wasn't a cat. No. Or was it a cat? Was it a hairless cat? I'm thinking. No, Rachel got the hairless cat. That's right. Yeah. And it ended up scratching her. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh. Hamster? <laughs> I don't know. No, we're wrong. It is a dog. What? Yeah. I wait, don't remember so, this. Wait, did Joey continue having a dog? I don't remember Joe. I don't remember any of the friends having animals. Except the duck and chick. Sure. <laughs> Conventional house pets. <laughs> That's what I meant. Okay. We are very wrong, I guess. So, okay. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to look it up cuz The one where Chandler doesn't like dogs is literally the title of an episode. Season seven. Yeah, that's when. Yes, this is Ma- where it is. Oh. It's a, it's a really ugly dog. <laughs> I thought it was ugly. like a cute white dog. It is white, long haired. Okay, well, we'll get there yeah. when we get there. That's Season fine. seven. Got a few years. For sure. Um, okay, social media spotlight. I have, um, I just want to thank Manang and Mahir. They continue to share reels with us. Love them. They're always friends themed, which is awesome. Um, we have a new friend, Llewellyn. A new friend? Um. Love new friends. Yes, so do I. Um, their name, or at least the name that's on their Instagram is Barry, B-A-R-I. Um, you know who you are. I'm not going to read your Instagram Instagram handle, but I got permission for them to um, for us to read what they wrote. They said, "Hello, I'm finally caught up with your podcast, and I'm so excited. I just started like a week and a half ago." Wow! <laughs> Thanks for committing. Oh my gosh, you sound like me. That's amazing. <laughs> That's what I do. That's so great. Um, I've been trying to keep notes of things I want to share with you guys, but I just listened to episode 93 and I wanted to add something about the recommend to a friend. Now I'm going to pause because if we don't have a recommend to a friend in the future, I'm going to want to use this. 
Um, but we just wanted to say, like, thank you, Barry. Thanks for being a new friend. We cannot believe that you, like, soared through the episodes so quickly. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we love you guys. Thanks for that. That's that's it for Social Media Spotlight. But speaking of, recommend to a friend. Llewellyn? Yeah, why don't you go first? Okay. Um, I'm going to – okay, little disclaimer. I cannot spoil anything because – Llewellyn has not seen it. But, and because we don't spoil Marvel movies. And because we don't spoil Marvel movies. We are not those people. However, this is not a spoil. I don't mean however by like, I'm just going to supersede everything I just said. I would highly encourage you that if you had not seen, have not seen Doctor Strange yet, the new movie, and you are wanting to see it in relation to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, I highly recommend that you watch at least at a minimum episodes one, four, and nine of the What If series on Disney+. Plus. One, four, that, nine. Why didn't you tell me that? I watched the entire thing. Because I wanted you to watch them all. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know, What If is cartoon. It is cartoon. They it's are shorter. They're like 30 minutes-ish. They might be a little bit longer. Yeah, and I'll just say, like, I won't ruin any of it or spoil any of it, but, like, if you have legitimately watched all of the Marvel movies, now, mind you, I don't read the comics so I don't know any of what happens in the comics but like if you've watched all the movies watching what if is a little hard I don't know if you found it hard because they're like scenarios of like what would happen if this were the case instead of what happened and it's just mm-hmm. so weird and so out there yeah that I'm just like what is happening <laughs> um yeah so just prepare yourself before you even watch that right for sure um yeah it is different there was a series in the comics, I think, that was called What If. At least that's what I think I remember from the podcast that I listened to on superhero stuff. Um, but the reason that I'm recommending it is because I think it'll help bring context to some of the things that will be revealed in Doctor Strange. Not revealed. More like things that happen. It's not a revealing thing. It's just like a what happened thing. Um, I'm just really excited about it. Um, I wouldn't say it was my favorite movie of the Marvel MCU at all by any stretch of the imagination, but it was good and it is interesting. That's all I'm going to say. So that was just more of a disclaimer. My real recommend to a friend is an HBO Max show. Um, it is a limited, I guess, docu-series sort of it's only four episodes long the episodes are about 45 minutes to an hour maybe or maybe not even that long it's called not so pretty it essentially talks about the hair makeup nails skin industry and how there's really no regulations on what they put in those products and how harmful those products are to human beings And it just helps you become a little bit more conscious of what you put on your body that ultimately gets absorbed in through your skin. Um, Yeah. So I just highly recommend that. Um, As I say, I think more often than not in this show now, um, as I get older, I'm becoming more and more crunchy. And I am trying to find healthier alternatives, especially because like our generation is the one coming up and the one that we are right now, especially with us millennials, like we're one of the, like the generation that is starting to have like staggering numbers of reproductive health issues. And I really do believe that it's because of a lack of knowing what goes into our bodies and 
part of that stuff is revealed in this not so pretty documentary miniseries. So highly recommend that to a friend if you're all interested in trying to find ways to live a healthier you. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Um, I've been sitting here trying to think of something. Um, I, so while I've not seen Dr. Strange yet, I know. You can take my other one on there if you want. Um, I have also not seen that one yet. That's the the only one. No, that's, now I'm going to watch it this week. Um, but I guess I'll just recommend the other two. So slight disclaimer, sometimes I don't have things to do at work, so I will, um, (laughs) fill my time with something that doesn't make me fall asleep. And that is watching something on my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, and thankfully, you know, 21st century technology, especially with Disney plus, I think Netflix, you can do it too, but you can like download things. So you're not like streaming on your data plan. I have unlimited data anyway, but you know, when it slows down, it's just annoying. Mm -hmm. But, um, so I, I have been failing on all fronts with Marvel and not watching all of the shows that they've been putting out. Um, and mostly just because I forget about Disney plus sometimes. So this week I knew Dr. Strange was coming out and I decided like, I think it's time that I get caught up on shows in case that there's something in like a movie and I don't know what's happening. So this week I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. I know that one's been out for so long and Hawkeye. Um, and while they're both, and I won't spoil them if you haven't seen them, but I, while it is strange to watch them because like, they're all about, you know, what happens after Endgame. Right. Um, they're kind of refreshing to watch in a sense too, because I feel like, especially this new phase of Marvel, like I'm missing some of the old characters and it was like kind of nice to see, you know, like Falcon, Winter Soldier, um, and to see Hawkeye. I really enjoyed Hawkeye. I thought they that was well-written. That was... Also, it was so funny. Some of the one-liners between Hawkeye and the chick in that movie, or that show, were so good. Um, but if you are a Marvel fan and you don't have Disney+, Plus or you haven't seen any of those shows, I highly recommend that you find a friend that has Disney+, Plus and borrow their login so you can <laughs> watch... All of those, including like WandaVision. You should probably watch that one I've heard before, Doctor Strange. Oh, um, yes. Yes, absolutely. You need to. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's so many out there. They're so good. Um, I think Marvel is starting to redeem themselves on like having a good TV show. Because they didn't oh, start that way. Yes, I would completely agree. Marvel is killing it on a lot of fronts, man. They are. They are. I so. will say I completely agree with you on this new phase of Marvel. There there are some there are things that happen in the Doctor Strange movie that will obviously contribute to the this next phase. And yeah. Llewellyn, you're gonna have to text me when you're done because once you realize <laughs> I'm like so tempted to go see it like as soon as we're done recording. You literally I think you should. It's, I think no, I it's not that dramatic. I was more like you need to go stop everything and see Spider Man immediately, but Doctor Strange, it's okay. Well that one took me forever to see and I'm like ashamed at how long that one took me to I'm see. I'm ashamed of you and but, for like, you. I, yeah. I, I'm literally as we're speaking, texting my friends and saying, Hey, when can we go see this movie? Perfect. I love it. Um, okay. Um, 
Well, you know, you know what's hilarious. Speaking of Marvel, one thing that I wanted to call out from last week's. Um, wait, no, not last week's. I think it was on our hundredth episode. Our hundredth episode what? week. Um, that when Phoebe was trying to name the name the baby names, you know that one. Um, yeah. We. What was funny is like Joey mentioned the Hulk as an option. But then at one point, the name Clint was thrown around, and it didn't occur to me until I was listening to the recap that they used multiple Marvel character names as <laughs> options for, like, name for the purpose. baby and name for Chandler. So I just had to call that out here and now that I do realize, in hindsight, that there were multiple Marvel names thrown around as options for names in that episode. And I didn't want it to go by without recognizing it. So Nice. Um, okay. Next week, I think, is a good one, too. Next week, we are going to cover the one with all the wedding dresses, and you know it in ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, y'all, we'll see. Wow. Um, you threw me off with that line. We will catch you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast. <laughs>